0: Hi, I'm Artem, an IT journalist and a podcast host here at Anywhere Club, and we continue our series about IT all over the world. My guest today is Tilek Mamudov, a first software developer in Google from Kyrgyzstan. When he was young, he got a job there and moved to Ireland, then to Switzerland, then to the United States. For many years he traveled a lot and finally came back to Kyrgyzstan, to his homeland where he lives right now. Today, Tilek is the founder of a successful startup Outtalent and an inspirational figure for many Kyrgyz software developers. But before we begin, please check the website of Anywhere Club, aw.club. It's a digital platform for global community of IT professionals, and you can find a lot of useful things there. So, let's start. Hi, Tilek. Hi, nice to meet you. How are you?
1: Doing great. It's Friday evening. Oh, yeah. Uh, Looking forward to the weekend.
2: (laughs) So,
0: you're the first software developer in Google from Kyrgyzstan, right?
1: Yes, and in some ways, maybe from Central Asia. I think there was one guy from Uzbekistan, but Mm -hmm. he finished the high school in the U.S. He was earlier than me at Google, (laughs) Uh, but out of people who... Completed high school in, Kyrgy- in Central Asia. I think I might have been the first. It's a little hard to check, but uh, we couldn't find anyone in many years. Okay. I yeah, joined Google in 2007 and and left 11 years after in 2018.
0: Uh, what's the story behind it? How did you manage to get in Google?
1: Yeah, at the time, we didn't know anyone who worked in big tech. I think there was a rumor about one guy at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked... After finishing college in Kyrgyzstan, I worked as a software engineer, a free freelance developer. One day I get this email saying, would you like to work for Google? Has free food, you know, uh, you know, ping pong table, life insurance, health insurance, it's a long list of benefits. It was so unbelievable. I thought it was a scam and I was very, very cautious. It turned out it was actually Google and uh, I was really shocked because even in Kyrgyzstan, I was sometimes struggling to find a job. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think I was that good. Um, but turned out it was Google. I applied. I couldn't get a job first time. And then I reapplied in about six months. And I managed to get a job from the second try. And it was completely life-changing in many ways. I moved from Kyrgyzstan to Ireland, uh, mm-hmm. to the headquarters. And uh, my life changed big time ever since.
0: So, so just like that, they message you first. It was.
1: They messaged me first, yes. And the reason they found me, my resume was on monster.com. Mm-hmm. It was there because it was homework. <laughs> I didn't plan to work uh, you know, in Europe or at Google. I planned to study Japanese language and get, an, get a master's degree in Japan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was my plan. And I found one scholarship, but you needed to have two years of experience. So I thought, okay, for two years I'm going to work in Kyrgyzstan uh, for some time and only later I'll apply to Japan. So it was not really a plan at all. It's completely uh, by surprise. I mean, obviously the resume was pretty good. I I had a lot of experience software engineering already, and um, I knew several languages at the time. I knew Italian pretty well, Japanese a bit, and I had experience teaching computer science in university. I think I was the youngest teacher maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the resume was good, it was not nothing. Uh, But it was not planned. It was was a big surprise. Mm
0: -hmm. Was it difficult to pass all the interviews to Google? Because nowadays it's really difficult to get on Google.
1: I mean, it was. I mean, for me, especially then, my English wasn't as good. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of studies in my university were in English, but still. uh, Sometimes I didn't understand what they were asking. (laughs) Um, I think the questions technically were not as difficult for me. Uh, because it was not a software engineer role. It was more like analytical role. It's good to know CSS and JavaScript and HTML, where it wasn't an algorithms interview. But a lot of uh, interviews were behavioral, and I wasn't really sure what they were looking for. I didn't even know what behavioral interviews is. I was like preparing for the interview like two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, now... I started a company that helps prepare and it takes many months to prepare <laughs> now Gee. i know uh, you have to be very serious mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i don't know maybe it was a little easier then um uh, it was definitely difficult for me given my level of knowledge back then
0: so you said your life completely changed since then uh, what's like what's your life became after you on google uh,
1: yeah in many ways um i think the, the The work quality, obviously, the salary. My salary in Kyrgyzstan officially was like $30 a month. (laughs) It was a teacher salary. Inofficially, once in a while, I would get kind of like uh, projects, freelance projects. All in all, it was like $4,000 a year in Kyrgyzstan. Uh, At Google, it was like 10 times more. Uh, Mm -hmm. 33,000 euro minus tax, but 33,000 euro was, uh, was 2007 starting salary for me. And, um, but still it was like a first time I got a credit card. I could, you know, first time living alone, first time living abroad, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for real. And um, getting to know so many international friends, a lot of them, most of them from Europe, but also some from like Brazil, Morocco, and India, many other countries. Uh, So yeah, it was completely changed like the social circle you know, standard of living in uh, many, many ways.
0: Mm-hmm. So you lived there for eleven years? I lived
1: in Ireland for six years and one year in Switzerland mm-hmm. and then several years in US, nine years I think in total. I lived there also after leaving Google. Uh-huh. And now I'm back from US, I actually moved back to Kyrgyzstan to complete That's the interesting. full circle.
0: Oh, why did you choose to came back?
1: Yeah, it's very unusual. Usually, people go the other way uh, from mm-hmm. Kyrgyzstan, and a lot of people are surprised. So, I don't know. I love Kyrgyzstan. I love. I love the people. I love the culture. It's, mm-hmm. Love is the best <laughs> word to answer it because it's kind of may seem illogical and irrational <laughs> from career perspective, from any other perspective, quality of life. Um, yeah, so I, after traveling so much and living in so many places, I decided, you know, I can be happy here and productive. And workwise, I with the new setup, with the remote work being so popular, now I can run a company uh, from Kyrgyzstan.
0: You participated in uh, Kyrgyzstan language in Google Translate?
1: Yes. Um, a lot of people wrote to me and said, when, when can we get Kyrgyz language in Google Translate? Mm-hmm. And then I asked the team, Google Translate, when can we get Kyrgyz language? They showed me a list of languages, priority. Mm-hmm. It was extremely far. There were like 100 Indian languages before. <laughs> so many Indian languages. And they have so much more population. you know. And then they looked at how much content there is online because the way it works,
2: mm-hmm.
1: at least worked, is... It looks at a lot of content online, especially the multilingual websites, like United Nations, Mm -hmm. where there's the same page in many languages. And it uses that to train machine Mm -hmm. learning. For Kyrgyz language, it was extremely few uh, web pages like that. It was completely not enough. So they said it's not enough.
0: So how did you manage And then,
1: yeah, that's a good question. It's a very good story. Then... People, volunteers said, What can we do? We'll do anything. <laughs> kind of <I'm laughs> exaggerating, but like we will, we really wanted, they were really pushing. And, and so I was talking to the teams, like, Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? There was one guy, David Talbot, he's an amazing engineer. He left Google, unfortunately. Uh, he's doing, I think, something in biotech. Mm-hmm. And uh, he found out, come, came up with a way. So we convinced him to, uh, and the, the way he came up with it is, They will show many uh, examples of text and will force translate it like with humans Mm -hmm. um, based on the tags. So they show text and you have to show where like different parts of the sentence and you have to provide a lot of data in a very specific format. Mm -hmm. And uh, they basically develop a whole different tool for community input for Kyrgyzstan. Mm -hmm. for Kyrgyz language, and once Kyrgyz language used it, it was launched, it was a success, and now they started using it for many other languages. Mm -hmm. I think Navajo, the uh, Indian Native American language, was using that tool as well. Uh, So so they launched this for many other languages, Mm -hmm. and uh, Kyrgyzstan became basically the the initiator of this tool. Wow. Yeah, so Great. I'm personally very proud of it. I'm very proud of our country and community. And mm-hmm. I use Google Translate all the time um, because my Kyrgyz is not perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I use it sometimes. Uh, and uh, that's probably my biggest contribution to the country of Kyrgyzstan right now. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. It's Hopefully a really great contribution. Yeah.
0: I would be proud. Thank to... you.
1: Obviously, I was not an engineer building mm-hmm. it. There's many engineers. Svetlana Kel- Kelman from Russia, she was a project manager mm-hmm. for Google Translate in general. But I, I helped basically coordinate and to make sure this is gonna actually happen. Mm-hmm. But it's a big team. This pe- team at Google is, is a big team of of people in Kyrgyzstan who did it. But uh, I believe I played a crucial role. If not me, I don't know if it will happen. Because yeah. Google was not very interested, and Kyrgyzstan, you, you know, it was it, it wouldn't. It was too hard to kind of break. Mm-hmm. Uh, to convince Google to do things. After I left, it's very hard to convince Google to do things. <laughs> now people ask me to convince them, but it's harder. Um, so I think it was probably my biggest contribution mm-hmm. uh, while I worked at Google for Kyrgyzstan specifically.
0: So it's a contribution not only for Kyrgyzstan, but the other local languages, as you said, is an... Navaha.
1: True, true, yes. Yeah. Um, and I helped with some other languages like Uzbek and, Kyrgy- uh, and Kazakh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, actually, I helped launch many, many things. Uzbek keyboard for Android. I was actually choosing which button will go where. Uh, and it's in the history. It's in the Google logs. You can see my name. Wow. So you check.
2: <laughs> You're so, a legend. <laughs>
1: thank you, thank you. No. I led the group Central Asia at Google. If there's yeah. anything about Central Asia, mm-hmm. it would come to me usually. And... Um, was doing it for eleven years, about about eleven years, and um, so I helped launch Google Street View in mm-hmm. Kyrgyzstan. Um, oh, I basically got Uzbek, Kazakh, and Kyrgyz into a like top languages list, mm-hmm. so that many many products are translated into these languages. Great! I managed to convince Google that these are important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Please translate to these languages too. So
0: oh it's such a great story yeah <laughs> thank, thank you, you, thank you. <laughs> so
2: i like my... it
1: because it's so you can always check If don't believe me it's mm-hmm. in google back, um uh, backtracking tool you can always look up my name
0: oh i'm a bad journalist time don't check <laughs> i believe <That's> just okay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's for people to say it and i believe you <laughs> so about kyrgyzstan uh could you compare the kyrgyzstan you living for when you were young when you was young and uh, kyrgyzstan when you came back there
1: yeah it's, it's, uh, changed a lot i think in many ways for the better uh it's much more developed uh, in like technologically uh there's a lot of changes in politics um there were a lot of revolutions and, uh so politics uh, is challenging in many ways, but uh, in terms of uh, the development, uh, business, and technology is really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very comfortable for me to live here, even though I lived in San Francisco, LA, in you know, Zurich. Um, you know, if you have a certain amount of money, it's very comfortable. I think, um, yeah. So. Like financial services, like everywhere is mobile payments. Very rarely I need cash, actually, mm-hmm. as compared compared to before. It's amazing co-working spaces. Like I, I'm in Ololo. Uh It's a co-working space. They have a co-living space. It's a big network. They have places at the resort. At the resort uh, areas, Isico Lake, and um, yeah, it's amazing. There's a lot more infrastructure. Uh, I got an electric car, so now there's many electric charging stations. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite comfortable. I never have to worry about charging. There's mm-hmm. a charging station right here at work, and I just charge there. There's no line, and it's extremely cheap, so it's really comfortable. Uh, so there's a lot of infrastructure, actually, that's that's been built in the last years. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking back, it's been tremendous progress.
0: Yeah, sounds nice. Sounds good. Uh, Let's remember uh, the past days when you was young and you were... uh, Where did you study?
1: Uh. It's called American University in Central Asia. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was a relatively new university. I was the second year of computer science. Mm -hmm. It's called software engineering, the department. And um, so it's, it's very small. We graduate. I think only five or three people graduated from my class. Mm-hmm. But it's a great university. Um, the American system of education is a lot of freedom, freedom of choice. Uh, you had to be very honest. I didn't know anyone who paid a bribe, which is quite common in Kyrgyzstan. Uh, so you, if you fail, you fail.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that was unusual. <laughs> and um, so that was good. Yeah, it was very international. Um, Yeah, I have a lot of good memories about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Why did you choose computer sciences? I think maybe those times software developer was not so popular profession like now. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, and there were a lot of stereotypes. There was a stereotype that Kyrgyz people or ethnicity cannot be good software engineers. Uh, It has to be only Russians or Koreans. I don't know. (laughs) Many silly stereotypes. Mm -hmm. And... um, so it was unusual, very unusual. I didn't know anyone who was like a Kyrgyz software engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them were Russian, ethnically. And um, I just liked it. In high school, I just loved computers, even though it was just QBasic. It was, mm-hmm. it was extremely <laughs> basic interface. I already fell in love with it. Uh, even then, I thought it was fun. You could make kind of jokes and games. Uh, it was kind of a fun thing to play around with. Mm -hmm. later i found out there's also you know financially good uh, but i didn't know how how good which is comparatively i mean it was 2001 uh back then and it was cool i was i got very lucky that i loved the thing that was also financially quite viable Mm -hmm.
0: so it was financial uh, good even in those times
1: Comparatively, yeah, comparatively to other careers, right? If you're finished Mm -hmm. as an economist or a lawyer, um, it was easier. Most of people would go to study economy or law, Mm -hmm. and um, that was like, I don't know, 70% maybe of the country would go to study this, and it's unclear what the career path is. Mm -hmm. For IT, for software engineering, the career path is pretty clear usually. Yeah. Now it is. Now it is. Back then it was actually very unusual because customers didn't know how to order things, right? Mm -hmm. Like they asked me to do a website. I finish it after three months. And then they said, oh, yeah, it also has to work on a CD offline in the village. (laughs) I was like, I mean, it's a big, oh, and I couldn't change it uh, to make it work. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that is a completely different technology. Right, so there's there were a lot of issues like that back then.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you also decided to become a teacher. Uh, why did you choose yes. it?
1: I love teaching. I, I I love teaching. I love. I can teach even when I'm drunk. <laughs> I offer people to teach them something. I love teaching people to drive, play chess, math, computer science, anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. I, it was my first. Thing I wanted to be as a kid, I wanted to be a teacher of mathematics.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you was a, as you said, you were, a, you was the youngest teacher in which uh, did you study uh, in, the university. You, in the university?
1: Yes, because uh, I started teaching around 2005, mm-hmm. I was 20, maybe 19, even. So, a lot of the students were older than me. Um, I think I was told I was the youngest. I'm not sure that that I don't, mm-hmm. don't guarantee um but yeah it was it was cool. I was super young and uh people had very i I got very good grades from students in terms of the quality of teaching so it's a it's, it's pretty good problem
0: so you made the path for I think a lot of software developers from Kyrgyzstan. I think nowadays uh, there are a lot, lot more people work even in Google and uh, our companies. So tell me about Kyrgyzstan nowadays, and about its IT industry. What it look like? What it's look like?
1: It's cool. It's growing a lot. I think it started with outsourcing companies, mm-hmm. and there are some great outsourcing companies uh, like Mad Devs is the biggest one probably by Alek Pozanov and others. Uh, Uh, we're actually working with them. They were there for like 15 years now. (laughs) It's a pretty, pretty experienced company. Um, So that was how it started. And we have a special called IT Park, similar to Belarus, Mm -hmm. where you have very low tax regime. I'm a part of it too. Uh, So it helped grow many, many outsourcing companies. Mm -hmm. That was a start. But in addition to that, we also now have many... Uh, local projects like mobile banking and stuff like that, and uh, startups. Uh, we have startups that uh, are funded by top investors in Silicon Valley, like Founders Fund, mm-hmm. uh, in- including ours. We were part of Y Combinator. Uh, then we have startups, you know, global audiences uh, with with audiences like most countries of the world, like. Uh, more than 50% of countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this new wave is startups. We don't have a big exit yet, like in Belarus, Ukraine, and Russia, um, or Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan, there's companies that did IPO. Mm-hmm. There's no Kyrgyz person that I know. I don't think there's a Kyrgyz person who did an IPO or a big acquisition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't have unicorns yet. There will be soon maybe this year there may uh. be first unicorn from Kyrgyzstan could be Behavox we have a behavox company by Erkina dilov is the CEO I think they are getting close to unicorn mm-hmm. if they will do a fundraise the next fundraise hopefully mm-hmm. there will be a unicorn and um, so yeah we don't we are not yet there we will be I'm sure there will be many unicorns um but yeah it's like a nascent startup ecosystem. Uh, but it's, it's starting to kind of come up. Angels are coming up. I angel invested, I think in the one, two, two companies, mm-hmm. they're both fitness startups. Uh, so there's like angel investing coming up, people applying to com- uh, accelerators. Like we, d- we joined Y Combinator. There's another accelerator, Antler, that two companies joined. Mm-hmm. Um, investors are getting to know the country. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's growing a lot. Um, there's many in this building. There's really cool companies. There's also branches of companies. There's mm-hmm. a B twelve startup in New York with top investors as well. They have a branch in Kyrgyzstan. Uh, there's another one that just popped up. Uh, it's a health tech startup from US. Co-founder is in Kyrgyzstan. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well I think where we are at is that there's multiple companies with tens of millions of dollars of valuation. Mm -hmm. Behavox is probably hundreds of millions of valuation. We are not yet at a unicorn. The big moment will be unicorn Mm -hmm. that will make news. Then exit will make news, either IPO or a big acquisition. Mm -hmm. Uh, That may take a while. A unicorn may happen this year, big IPO acquisition uh, later. And then a lot of people get rich. And then other people see it; it will motivate more people to join, this, mm-hmm. and more people start startups. And I mean, we've seen it in Belarus and Ukraine and and, and Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they are a little bit ahead uh, of us uh, in in some ways, uh, but we have you know different startups which are cool. Uh,
0: yeah, I see. You know a lot about <laughs> local startups, so but. Mm. Is it a common strategy for local startup is to uh, make business internationally and globally or a lot of st- do you have startups that uh, do products for internal market?
1: Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, Alek Pozano, who I mentioned, they did a lot of those. They mm-hmm. had Namba, and, but they did it start mainly in Kazakhstan because it's a bigger market. Kyrgyzstan mm-hmm. is 6 million people, I think, and uh, maybe 7 now. And... Uh, it's not too big. It's incomparable yeah. to Russia. Or mm-hmm. even Ukraine is much bigger, right? It's, it's more comparable to Belarus, mm-hmm. where local market is, is just very small. It's very hard, to rare to start with the local market and go global. Actually, mm-hmm. we did it. <laughs> we started with Kyrgyzstan as the first market and quickly went to Russian-speaking market. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's rare. Uh, usually, uh, people go global for well it depends like the the two startups that i founded i think they started in kyrgyzstan now they're global mm-hmm. uh direct that i invested in it's fit job is fitness for uh muslim women right and uh, there's another one uh and be fit uh it's fitness for um i'm simplifying but for like uh pregnant women or like pre-pregnancy uh, Mm-hmm. Prenatal and postnatal fitness, I think I'm sure mixing up the terms okay. but um they are now global and they started I think locally uh-huh. and um yeah, so there's not that many startups uh that I know about um, that do global f- stuff. There's maybe we have a telegram group it's like 10 probably. <laughs> we know all of all of them usually mm-hmm. we, we all know each other um, So yeah but it's, it's it's nice. it's a cool community mm-hmm. uh, It's quite friendly.
0: Let's imagine the software developer in Kyrgyzstan who oh, looking for a job uh, where is it easy for him to find his job in uh, outsourcing company or in big uh, local corporation or in startup?
1: Easier to find a job at a bank or a telecom mm-hmm. or government. They really want engineers. But more preferable is a good outsourcing company. Mm-hmm. Even more preferable is a top startup. Yeah. I think the salaries are also like usually higher. Like we have two developers, we pay them pretty well, right? So I think product companies usually are like more attractive. Mm-hmm. but it depends, of course, there's different thing. Mad Devs is a great company. again. Uh, so that's an outsourcing company, consulting, actually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if you want to start, it's either government or bank or telecom. I think that's the general theme in developing countries. Banks, telecoms, it's kind of like an IT company in a way.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. They
1: need a lot of engineering uh, and that's a good entrance. And governments need a lot of engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually their processes typically are not as good for software engineers, and it's not at the core of their business. Yes, uh, so that's why outsourcing is more preferable, and product companies even more preferable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the, the product companies, startups will be the leader, leaders um, for the market. Local startups like we have M Bank in in Kazakhstan. There's a similar company called Caspi. Mm-hmm. It's a mobile banking. They have good engineers, I'm sure. I don't know them, but uh, it's it's rare to have it, a local company um, which is developing well because it's just a very small market. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, which part is the biggest in this market?
1: Uh, in terms of... Um, where Revenue are valuation. No, engineers.
0: No, no. Uh, maybe about uh, uh, quantity of people.
1: Engineers, uh, probably yeah, engineers. outsourcing. Outsourcing. It's huge. I don't know all of them. Yes. <laughs> uh, banks and telecom is quite limited. Mm-hmm. Outsourcing. There's probably hundreds of companies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of small ones. Um, product companies are very small. This is very small. But product companies is the biggest in terms of valuation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, our
1: valuation yeah. is 30 million dollars we have we had two employees now we have five it's 30 million dollars so it's very easy <laughs> like, it's probably <laughs> one of the biggest companies now in Kyrgyzstan so it's very easy with startups to have high valuation right there's some people on the idea if they have good connection Silicon Valley they have an idea they can get like 10 million dollar valuation <laughs> it's, yes. it's quite a funny way to count um, in terms of engineering is probably uh, you know, outsourcing. Uh, revenue, maybe banks and telecoms, they have more revenue, I don't know, Mm to count their money.
0: So, uh, when you run a startup in Kyrgyzstan, is it difficult to find investors, partners, and everything else from the global world? Because I Mm -hmm. spoke uh, with CEO of uh, IT University in Uzbekistan, and he told me in Europe and in uh, USA and a lot of other countries, they even don't know what Uzbekistan is and where is it.
1: <laughs> yep. he... Kyrgyzstan is much harder because they think it's Kurdistan, it's part mm-hmm. of Iraq, not a good <laughs> thing to be We're working on changing that. But I think the best way, I mean, for me, I built my reputation with Google. Mm-hmm. right? I, I was a project lead at Google X, uh, my last job. So, um, it's very good for the resume. So when I applied to Y Combinator, they looked at Google X and I think it mattered mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: in addition to other, other things. So building a reputation abroad helps you um, uh, get to know people who can either invest or introduce you to investors. Yeah. Right, so you get a network of, <laughs> in simple words, rich people, mm-hmm. right? you're getting closer there. Um, Another way is getting into an accelerator. So two startups, uh, one is Appboxo. This was funded by a founder's fund. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their valuation, I think, is probably 50 million, more than us. I think it's 50, maybe it's 30. So they uh, they got into Antler uh, Accelerator in Singapore Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, that was great for them right? That, that's what I think made the difference for them. After that, they get to know a lot of investors. Now they're good. They have mm-hmm. founders, founders, investors. Uh, Codify also got into... There's another startup, Codify. It's a uh, uh, learning management system for bootcamps. They got into um, uh, Antler as well. So that's another good way. I think startup accelerators. Uh, so they are, they are a great way to get seen by investors. Mm. If you don't want to spend time building reputation abroad, it's faster. So I would recommend more startups in countries like Kyrgyzstan to apply to accelerators. Mm. Y Combinator I loved. Strongly recommend to many startups. Uh, I recommended many startups from those countries, from Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, um, into Y Combinator, mm-hmm. maybe not Belarus, but Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, uh, one of them, two of them got in. One Ukrainian one, uh, called Asomic it's great, mm-hmm. um, they got into Y Combinator, um, so yeah, there's, uh, I think that's a really good way. Y Combinator, strongly recommend, but there's many other accelerators.
0: Can you tell me about the local community of developers? I think you'll know a lot about it.
1: Sure. Uh, so we have Google developer uh, group. Um, we have a bunch of other groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we have many companies organizing their own events, outsourcing companies organizing their own events. Um, we have all kinds of conferences. I mean, I think it's a pretty good community.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: there are challenges sometimes. Um, but in general, I think it's pretty good. There's no one big community where everyone talks in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was one group, but not everyone is there. There's a lot of men. At one point, it was like a gender issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think now it's it's friendlier in general. There's different subcommunities,
2: um,
1: and, and it's a very small country in a way that people know each other. It's oh, very yeah. small. We see each other all the time.
0: What is the most popular way to become a software developer in Kyrgyzstan?
1: I think now it's a boot camp. It's basically courses. They're called Mm -hmm. programming courses. Um, The problem is most people don't get a job. I think they have unrealistic expectations. Expectation Mm -hmm. is in three months you learn JavaScript and you'll get a job. And then that Mm -hmm. pretty much never happens. That's a problem. Um, I think most cases you get a job if you start building your own projects, if you do things by yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But people who go to these courses, boot camps, they do three months of programming, then they stop when they finish the course, Mm -hmm. then they apply for jobs for many months, then they don't get a job, and then they quit it's very sad actually Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope to change it later um, but it's sad (laughs) the way it works Uh, because it's just they they think that they are stupid people who finish courses right Mm -hmm. Uh, and then people who sell courses Mm -hmm. they don't care they say look IT is cool you'll get rich look at Tilek Momotov he's rich he worked at Google (laughs) right Mm -hmm. And uh, they kind of sell, and they don't care about the results. And it's like 10% of people get jobs and stuff like that. But it's the same problem in the US and many other countries.
0: Same problem, yeah. Um,
1: And then the problem is people who apply to courses, they don't even ask. Mm -hmm. If they were smarter, probably they would have asked how many people get the jobs. But that's a problem globally. Mm -hmm. People are not very conscious the U.S. is a tremendous problem, right? People have trillion dollar debt, student yeah. debt. Students don't think about, don't plan, what will be my job? Where will I apply? Let's look at the job description. What is needed? Mm-hmm. Almost nobody does it, right? It's, uh, we just kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's kind of the same thing about like getting married, having children. <laughs> most people just go with the floor. Very few people read 10 books about having children before having children. Yeah. Most people don't read even one book about having children. It's really
0: important. I, I read a couple, not 10 books okay, but cool. a couple. <laughs> so you have a kid, you have yeah, a child? I have a daughter, nice. yeah.
1: Congrats. So you read, a, you read two books?
0: <laughs> that's, more, that,
1: that's two more than most people I know. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's cool. Um, but yeah, I think if people were more conscious, then they'll be more careful, but even if they are careful, I don't know if I would recommend any course right now. Well, yeah. it depends. Like mm. if there, you have to go, I would recommend something, but it wouldn't be like, oh, this is a great course.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would do it. There's a globally, there's level gone, it's pretty good. But uh, again, they don't teach people how to be self-sustaining. Hmm. They don't teach people how to fall in love with programming. That's the problem globally. They teach people like how to, you know, whatever, do a table in HTML or how to like create a MySQL table. But then you finish the course and you're done. You don't have a habit of engineering. Mm -hmm. You don't have a love of engineering.
0: And uh, fundamental education classic university fundamental education is it popular
1: uh, yeah I mean the, most people go to university still because parents are telling kids to go mm-hmm. and kids are most of them listen to their parents in other words they are not separate emotionally mm-hmm. they they I think it's probably part of Asian culture you know people abide by their parents and um and Yeah, that's why they go to university. And parents have a stupid reason (laughs) to send people to university. It's it's just uh, a problematic thing. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of doing something there too as a business to help people get disconnected emotionally from their parents, Mm -hmm. stop being children, basically. I stopped like last year not to listen to my mother. (laughs) I mean, I don't listen to her most of the time, but still, if she gets upset, I felt bad
0: in the wet way we're all children yeah when your mother upset it's really bad no
1: yeah but if if she's using it to manipulate you (laughs) (laughs) she can use it potentially right Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah no I love my mom she's great she's the best Um, yeah but still like the I think that's the issue Mm. Uh, and if you change if you change that a lot more people will get great jobs and be happy and be productive have a good life Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways every problem is a business opportunity so we'll get there
0: so these courses which are as I understand are not all of them great are they expensive is it expensive to go I through the really course I don't really
1: know There's, I'm sure there's expensive ones and the cheap ones mm-hmm. uh, but it's much faster than the university
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that, that is attractive there's one which is pretty good it's called attractors a school
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a one-year course and 90 percent of people get jobs i think no that's not. good um, their um education style not everyone likes but it's the most result focused mm-hmm. you will get a job most interesting while most other courses it's like 10% of people will get a job, right? Uh-huh. And they're okay, they don't care. I would be very sad if 10% of my students only finished. Yeah, so honestly, yeah, sometimes it's it's a, it's a problem now with our talent uh, when there were layoffs, we got hit pretty uh-huh. bad. Before layoffs, like 90% of people, uh, more than 90 actually got jobs at big tech. And now it's much harder and it's sad. We are trying to change it.
2: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, what are most popular technologies in Kyrgyzstan to learn? Uh, who people want to become? A front-end developer, a yeah, Python yeah. developer, data scientist, or
1: or what? Mm-hmm. Mainly web developer. Uh, web mainly developer. JavaScript and Python. Mm-hmm. Very rarely mobile or game developers. But mm-hmm. um, It's usually JavaScript or Python. Sometimes it's something else like Java. Mm -hmm. But Java is usually like if you you work in a bank and telecom, it's not exciting for people. Um, People ask me all the time, which programming language to to start with? It's usually JavaScript and Python. And everyone in the industry now says this. Mm -hmm. We are kind of aligned, JavaScript or Python. I don't know about other countries. We are aligned. That's a good way to start. And there's courses, JavaScript, Python courses, and people do them, hope to become web developers or just like basic developers in Python. But those get a job who actually like continue self-develop, mm-hmm. which is not most people.
0: And, and how can you see a uh, most uh, common usual way uh, of career in Kyrgyzstan? So, okay, we get... Yeah. Here's the software developer. He goes through some courses, bootcamps. He gets a job in in bank or outsource yes. company.
1: Yeah, you get a job in a government mm-hmm. branch or a bank, and then you get some experience. You get bored because it's a bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not all banks, but <laughs> this usually happens. And then you get into a, like an outsourcing company for a couple of years, and then you either... We get into our talent, our company, and then get to like Google, Facebook, or you get into like a startup. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually people end up either abroad, let's say Google, very few though, Mm -hmm. uh, or a really good outsourcing company, and they can work there for a while. Or they're like kind of freelance developer, really free and happy. Mm -hmm. Usually people who don't need an office. They can work from home. And um, people in startups, they, they can be there for a while too. Mm-hmm. So these are places where people like end up you know, like mature engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, beginnings is usually like government, and bank, and telecom.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do you see where life goals? Uh, with dream, uh, d- carrier of dream? Uh, do they for want me, to stay
1: for, other, for most for hours, for,
0: for most engineers? Do they want to stay in Kyrgyzstan and work in great startup like yours, or do they want to move abroad to USA, to Google, to Ireland? Sure, <laughs> I think, um, to repeat your way.
1: My sample is biased because I mainly talk to people who want to get a job at Google, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I will be like completely screwed, uh, skewed and screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people want to move abroad, there's two types of people: people who want to move abroad and don't come back to Kyrgyzstan. Mm-hmm. Usually, people uh, and and second type people who want to move abroad and come back to Kyrgyzstan. Right, we'll see if that happens. But I, I'm like one of the very few people who did it. But I think there for sure will be more. Mm-hmm. And then some people they don't want to move abroad. They're happy, and then they just want to have a good life in Kyrgyzstan, right? Comfortable job. Uh, uh, they're usually more comfort-focused, I think. Mm-hmm. If you're more career-focused, progress-focused, it really makes sense to move abroad for some time at least. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone wants to move abroad if they are career-focused, career-progress-focused. It's very hard to do big career progress in Kyrgyzstan for now. Mm-hmm. We'll make it easier like our talent now we're here right? so we'll try to make it a good career thing. Um, but for most people uh, for most people again if they want comfort they can work in outsourcing company like a good one and get good money mm-hmm. buy everything they need two houses, three houses best car what else do they need go to Thailand, Bali for vacation to go to the best schools teacher like their kids whatever three kids go to best schools that's it what else do they need they don't care um and but if your career progressed then yes then Google is usually like th- th- that's the ones I talk to because it's easy, like uh, it's one of the best ways it's like this big tech companies mm-hmm. because they help with immigration startups oftentimes don't help with immigration small startups
0: yeah. Uh, speaking about money, uh, what is the average salary in, for, for example, a uh, well, junior software de- uh, web developer in Kyrgyzstan? Uh,
1: I don't know how low it goes. It, uh, uh, on the high mark, so mm-hmm. I, again, I talk to mainly with the best engineers, mm-hmm. I think so. It's, it's around, um, it's a very top, it's a thousand. Mm-hmm. Right, it's around a thousand dollars a month, and there's very little tax, almost no tax. Right, um, but it would be unusual. A lot of people who hear it, they will say like, "It's not possible." But it's a, like a really, really good engineer. They're junior, but they have some experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's more like middle, like one, two years. Of, two, let's say two years of experience. Top middle engineer, mm-hmm. junior. I don't know, maybe five hundred dollars a month. I'm not good at knowing local prices. No. It's somehow not my interest. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in startups, kind of thing.
0: Okay, and how many people are succeed who you help to move to Google to get to Google to move back? Yeah.
1: before layoffs, it was it was uh, like in total. Now it's uh, like ninety two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's 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 a lot because the whole country of Kyrgyzstan in total is like. 20, maybe, sorry. <laughs> so, and we have now people not only in Russian-speaking countries, we covered all Russian-speaking countries, uh, like Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, Moldova, Azerbaijan, Armenia, Georgia, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan. Mm-hmm. Um, although Turkmenistan, he got into Accelerator instead of a big tech company. Uh, But we still count it as a success. (laughs) Um, So in addition to that, we have uh, Nigeria. He's still looking for a job. Uh, We have uh, Indonesia. He got a job at Palantir. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have Hong Kong. He got a job in Hong Kong, which is funny. Um, So yeah, we are getting international now.
0: sounds great, yeah. Thank you.
1: They all, a lot of them are flying into Kyrgyzstan next week, mm-hmm. starting tomorrow. We're going to have people from many, many countries flying to Kyrgyzstan. Mm-hmm. For offsite, we have like a retreat at the lake. Wow. <laughs> There's a music festival. There's like three days of music festival, mm-hmm. two days at the lake, in the mountains, horse riding. I'm going to do rafting. All the traditional, we'll see traditional singing, dances, eat eat good food, you know, hike. It's gonna be great.
0: What is your plans? Uh, Do you plan to live your life in Kyrgyzstan, or you want to travel maybe around the world, or maybe live? I travel so
1: much. I traveled, I don't know how many countries. Mm -hmm. But um, if I will never travel, I will not feel sad. (laughs) I traveled. I love traveling. I went even to North Korea. I went to Somalia. um, Wow. uh, Many, many countries. (laughs) And Now I'm okay. I mean, I will travel, I'm sure. I love Mm -hmm. people around the world. I love learning about cultures, but I don't have to. Kyrgyzstan I love. I'm comfortable here and I can grow here. I think I'm growing faster in Kyrgyzstan than I'm growing in Silicon Valley. I thought to grow fastest in tech, you need to be in Silicon Valley,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which it depends. It really depends on your psychological profile and your personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it really depends. You can be faster growing in Kyrgyzstan than in Silicon Valley. And I think that's a new thing. I'm kind of the first person to do that to go to Silicon Valley and say, goodbye, I will be faster in Kyrgyzstan. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I really like that trend. I I really like that the world is... uh, IT industry is starting to decentralize, that people uh, can live in their uh, countries and work around the world globally. It's great.
1: There is a bit of fear of missing out, the FOMO, (laughs) especially with like chat uh, chat GPT. Mm -hmm. But last time I went to US this spring, I went to this uh, Mm Anthropic office, which is a top AI company now. Uh, There are a lot of people from OpenAI and I think some from Google went and started Anthropic. And I thought, I mean, it's cool what they do, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's not like God technology. (laughs) It's (laughs) technology. Right? It's like, do I have to be a part of it? Uh, So my FOMO is gone now. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't. But I had a big
2: pharma.
1: I really had.
0: Maybe it one was part of your success that you have pharma. Now it can I be mean, a part of your happiness that you win, win it at last. Can you explain? Ah, I tried to say something wisdom, but I failed.
1: <laughs> Yoda is trying to be Yoda. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh quite happy in Kyrgyzstan, very happy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm optimistic about co- country, about IT. I'm optimistic about myself. I'm optimistic about our company. Uh, we have an insanely good team. Mm-hmm. It's international. We have software engineers in, in this building. Um, they are insanely good, insanely fast. Uh, so, yeah,
0: it's going like- well. Thank you, thank you so much. So it's uh, such an interesting story. It was a really pleasure to have a conversation with you. Thank you for coming.
1: Sure, thanks so much for inviting, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Come to Kyrgyzstan; um, it's it's really amazing here. Uh, we are inviting people from around the world now, hopefully every year, uh, and uh, there's a lot of cool developers. <laughs> there's a lot of cool, you know, cool people. Again, no. I'm telling because I lived in Silicon Valley for like nine years, eight years. There, so there is a lot of smart people here, but there, but there's some smart people in Kyrgyzstan too. I don't feel like people are less smart in Kyrgyzstan. I really don't. Um, so yeah, um, thank you for your attention and um, hope you enjoyed the the interview. And uh, let's connect online. I'm on Instagram, Telegram, LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh.